Hi, everybody. My name is Kara McCarran, and I'm the host of She's the Owner podcast. On this podcast, we're going to be featuring female founders who are at any part of their entrepreneurial journey. We will ask them the same 10 questions and see where the conversation takes us. It's Kara with the She's the Owner podcast, and um, this is I'm excited. I'm always excited to have men on the show because that's not typical of what I've done um, up until this point. But Brian Brian Mayoral is with me, and he is the third man on the show. Um, we had our first couple last week, which was really cool. I don't know if anybody caught that, but it was really amazing. So Brian and I know each other through the Tony Robbins community. He was actually my rep in the beginning when I started the she's the owner mission of bringing people to to UPW and so it's stalled out obviously right now but that's okay because we can build momentum behind the scenes but he's one of the most genuine incredible young men I know and um, we were fortunate enough to participate in Date with Destiny this past December together so he wasn't working he was there fully engaged and so was I and it was really intense and amazing but um, I just love him to death and I'm so blessed and grateful that I get to be friends with him. And so welcome to the show. Oh my God. I have to live up to the hype now. I love it. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I'm, I'm so appreciative to be on this with you and uh, the movement that you're creating. I'm just um, appreciative of you as a human being for everything that you're doing. And, you know, life has its funny ways of like crossing, crossing paths with each other. And I know we've met at UPW one time. And mm-hmm. then it was like, when I, when I saw you at date with destiny, I knew what we were about to go through, but I had no idea what we were about to go through. And what, <laughs> yeah. a, what an, a, <laughs> what an amazing experience. Um, I know you and I both came out of it with just so like, it's truly transformative and stoked to be on this call and, and impact lives, whoever we get to touch and whoever we get to impact. So I'm I'm grateful to be on this call with you and let's get after it. So, so let's start there. Let's talk a bit about, cause normally I'll ask a, a female entrepreneur to tell us about their entrepreneurial journey. So tell me a bit about your journey into the Tony Robbins community, how tell tell us what you do first and then tell us how you got there. And then we'll kind of dig into some masculine feminine type stuff. Cool. Yeah. So I, um, I started with TR about two years ago. And what I do with them is a, we call it a peak performance strategist role. So essentially, I go into different organizations, businesses, um, any kind of group around the United States. I travel with, with the company every four months. So I move to a different state every four months. And I go basically take a Unleash the Power Within seminar, a 50-hour seminar. We take the nuts and bolts of that seminar, and I teach that to companies. And then what I do is I create partnerships with these companies to bring their people to a Tony Robbins event so they can transform their life. And um, I got involved four and a half years ago when I was a school teacher. Um, and the reason I always bring up that story is because I didn't want to be a school teacher. Like, I, I love teachers. I love what they do for kids. I had the heart of just wanting to serve people. But I also knew that I wanted more. And I got incredibly, I had to say, stuck in my life, um, being, a, being a young male wanting to go out and run out on the weekends and do that kind of thing and party. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I got, I got to a place where I was just like really unfulfilled and unsatisfied with where I was at. And um, it took me getting some pain in my life and maybe we'll go over some pain and pleasure later, but um, it took me going through some pain in my life to, to say like, I really need to do something different. 
And thank God for my best friend Chandler, whose whose dad was the original person who did what I do in 1988. Wow! So, um, so they convinced me to go to a Tony Robbins seminar. I, I after the first day, I like went onto the website. I was like, "What is the highest role that I can find in the company that would involve?" I think I'm good at sales. I think I'm good at persuasion. What's the top role that I can find in the company? Found that, quit my job. It took me two years of doing kind of what we, me and I both do now is, is fly around the country and go to all the Tony Robbins events. I, I volunteered for him for about two years. And then they finally, after, after two years of interviews, um, finally got the position. And, and now I'm partnered with Tony. I get to meet people like you and, and go impact as many lives as possible. That is extraordinary. And I, I want to say to ladies that are listening that keeping in mind that we have both energies, masculine and feminine, and that was all masculine. You're just getting shit done. You're tenacious. You're doing what you needed to do to get in, in. and also the patience, right? Like a lot of people would have thought after six months, nine months, a year would be like, you know what, this might not be, this is kind of a little more than I thought I wanted to put into it, but um, and that's why you're incredible at it because you, the, the tenacity that is required to get there and you just, you focus on the outcome and you committed and here you are. So thank you. Talk a, yeah. Talk a little bit. Let's, let's chat a little bit about, I mean, UPW, I think, um, I always say that's the kindergarten and date with destiny is university. And I didn't understand what that meant until I actually went to date with destiny this or last year. And I'd been totally. to business mastery before that. And then I think I've done five UPWs and then maybe five or I have to, I'd have to actually look back. Um, but talk a little bit about the, the experience in date with destiny and then maybe more specifically around relationship day. A lot of the people that listen, aren't going to be totally familiar with what we're talking about. So maybe if you want to break it down a little to just give them a bit of a, cause I would love everyone who's listening to start. If you haven't gone to a Tony Robbins event, uh, UPW is the first thing you want to do. I think, Brian, I think you probably agree. Um, but date with destiny is, I think for me, it saved my marriage. It gave me even mm-hmm. more purpose in sending women to the, to the first event, but talk a bit about the experience, maybe preface it a little and, and kind of go from there. Totally. Yeah. So, um, U- UPW is like that, that self-enhancing seminar to, to get, you to break through in your own limiting beliefs and and date with destiny is to really unwind where those beliefs came from and 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 from like the the seed all the way to everything that's happened in your life and and everything that's flourished in your life and the one day that i was looking forward to the most honestly was relationship day um, because i've had so many um you know, when Tony gets to relationship day, it's like, you know, you, you might have some people who are like really excited and then other people are like holding down their excitement, but you can always tell that it's the energy changes in that room mm-hmm. for sure. And um, it, it, it's this day dedicated to like understanding the, the, the flip side of the coin. It's understanding the yin and the yang. It's understanding the, the masculine and the feminine energy and really understanding not just from like a uh, I understand it and that we're different. It's like, really like, what are those, the playbook? What are the, what are the natural forces that we all have? And um, I learned a lot of things that day. I know I was, I was, I was thinking that I was going to find out reasons of how I can, and this is totally masculine energy, but how I can like fix my girlfriend. 
right? Yep. And it was the totally total wrong energy, right? I was like, okay, how do I get my girlfriend to do this? How do I get her to do that? And how do I get her to break through her states when she's going through tough times? And after that day, what I found out is, is I looked with inside myself and there were so many things that I could have been doing better. And mm-hmm. that, um, and, and Tony talks about this this day is when you can take full responsibility for your partner's feelings and emotions, it takes on a whole new meaning. It's like that next level of relationship. And when I, when I heard that, I was like, you know, that, 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 uh, achiever mindset, right. It's like, when I heard that there's another level to a relationship, I'm like, Oh, that's what I want. You know, I want that next level in a relationship so badly that, yeah, I'm willing to take on her emotions. I'm willing to take responsibility for how she feels. And um, when I did that, it was actually freeing. It, it felt like, wow, I can, I can really take charge of, uh, of who I am in this relationship and, and the role that I play in it. And um, yeah, so that, that whole day is dedicated to, you know, just understanding each other. And I, I, I came out of it a little bit more sensitive, a little bit more patient and a, a lot, lot more understanding, so to say. And I think that for, from a female perspective, what I came out with, I mean, I came out with so many things, but the biggest, and I talk to women and I'm, and I'm growing this whole thing into a more of a mastermind group. I think we're going to kind of shift some things and just, because here's what the frustration is, is when I watch women talk about how, how their guys are not doing this and how they're not helping and how they're and all this shit. And I was, that was my narrative. It's still my narrative sometimes. But after that day, what I came to realize is like the three C's, right? The criticize, control, and close off. That's how we push you out of your masculine and, and hurtling you into your feminine. And in your feminine, you're not, you're not stepping up in the, your mature masculine core. So like when we're sitting here and that was the thing I thought, holy shit almost everything that comes out of my mouth is a version of those three things. And I'm wondering why he's not stepping up. And like, and I say this to women often, we have to surrender to you first and not in like this creepy, you know, abusive way, but I have to surrender to the man because if I'm trying to be alpha and he's trying to be alpha, one of you has to back down. And if you want him to continue in his alpha and his mature masculine, he can't back down because that's not what we're asking for. So who has to back down? Who has to surrender to her feminine? I do. And if you're, if you're used to being in your masculine, which I was for up until date with destiny, truthfully, it's hard. It's a challenge, but it's on the other side of it. And I, and I would love your opinion on it, but we're a lot easier to get along with there's less fighting. I feel more at peace, but you have to check yourself constantly. Like, am I, am I complaining? Am I criticizing? Am I controlling? Am I closing off right now? And, and it requires a woman to really, I say, I said it in another podcast, it's to shut the fuck up. Like we have to shut up sometimes. And just, <laughs> but that's, it's challenging if you're pro if you've been conditioned to be in your in your masculine for a lot of years but so what's the what's the reverse like like when you see now that you have this maybe a bit of a a deeper view on on the feminine do you see Mm. when you're pushing a woman into her masculine now are you able to identify when you're pushing her equally 100 100 because as i hear you take responsibility for for your part in it that one that just like uh, that relaxes me hearing that right 
I know we're not in a relationship, but just like hearing you take responsibility for, for right. your role, like gives me this like relaxation. Right. And, 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 and so the flip side of the coin, I, like as men, we, we are equally responsible in so many ways, like, like women feel seen, heard, understood, mm-hmm. and they want, they want to feel safe. And when you limit them and you don't see them and you don't understand them and, and don't show that you understand and that you're, you're present with them, it causes them to go in the opposite direction. And, and so noticing that now, um, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to give you my little cheat sheet. If that's right. Um, <laughs> yep. when, when, when I, when I, when, when I noticed that, uh, my, my friend is starting to go in and when they go under feminine, it, it, it also, it comes with all of the emotions, not just the ones that you want to see out of her. And right. that was the big freaking lesson I could ever get. It comes with all of the emotions. Yep. Not just the ones that you want her to have. She's not going to be this like this jolly teddy bear that when you poke it, it's it's all the. It, she's going to have all the emotions, and that's what you love about her, because you she can feel to a deeper level than we can. It gives us freedom, and, right. and that's the biggest discovery that I have when I when I can see her in her lows and in her highs and her when she's in the middle. It's like. I'm, I, I am seeing in her something that I necessarily can't get to in the same way. And it, I appreciate it at a whole new level. So my cheat sheet is this. <laughs> when, when I notice that she's having one of those moments mm-hmm. in my head, I'm just saying, I see her. I understand her. I appreciate her. I see her. I understand her. She, she is the light of my life. That's what I just tell myself in my head. And how do I make her feel safe? Well, making her feel safe is not going to be shutting her up. It's going to be letting her expand. It's going to be letting her express. And so my cheat sheet is this, like, as she's talking, you know, because men, men kind of need a playbook sometimes. You know that we're the peanut brain. We kind of need a playbook. So as she's talking, I'll literally say, I, I see what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you know, I, I'm here for you. I see what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I'm here for you. And I don't, I don't give her feedback. I just continue uh, to be that presence and use that word, use those words. Because for me, those words are a reminder of what I learned at date with destiny. They're like, they're like a trigger word for me to, 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 to not get in there and fix, but to, to, to appreciate and understand where she's at for where she's at. And, and that's what I love about her is whether the, you know, sometimes the rants go 10 minutes sometimes they go two hours <laughs> and I love her for that. So, yes. Well, that's a huge evolution and I'll, I'll just kind of do a quick story like this morning, actually. And so Ken and I are, you know, we're learning and I'm, I would still love, you know, some of the things I say he's missing because he doesn't understand the vernacular, blah, blah, blah. But what you just said is exactly what we experienced today. I talked to him. I said, I have a fear about X and, and I started to get a little like, you know, me about it emotional and I had there was there was charge behind it and he right away was going in and trying to fix it and I and it turned not so pretty he left the room and I texted him and I said all I needed was for you to hold space and just let me go I didn't need a solution and I understand that but then I'm looking at it going well his mind he's trying to give a solution but what really the feminine needed at that moment was just to let me say what I needed to say maybe if I I'm pretty you know, aware, I could say, well, can we, can you help me with the solution if that's where I'm at? But that's it. Like your, your propensity is to fix it in the masculine. 
And then totally. when uh, we, there's a book that um, Wave the Superior Man, have you read it yet? Uh, it's my, it's one of my favorite books. Yeah. Yeah. So he's totally. read it. And so he, he, because of how his, he's very logical. So he'll be like, he'll, he'll read me parts of it, like sort of, you know, paraphrasing like, well, you're being irrational right now. So I'm going to pour the love and I'm like, I don't need a play by play. Like, I love that you are, are doing it, but I, I certainly don't need to know. Like, I get it. I get it. But it's, and it's sweet and it's endearing really when I, when I'm in my feminine, my heart and I'm looking at him, like, it's pretty cute that he's like, Oh, idea. Like, I know what you're doing right now. Let me, I'm just going to pour the love. Like, how about just forget that part and pour the love. But this is the thing, like, you're right. I mean, we expect, we expect you to know everything. And you expect us to never have crazy emotions. Like we do, we have hormones, we have like all of the stuff. And it's, and I love that you're, you embrace that and you, and you have this self-talk about it. Like, cause it's easy to just be like, what the fuck is your problem lady? Cause that's what a lot of men will do, right? They're not, they're not honoring the tornado that we are because we are good and bad. It's a beautiful and, um, tornado. Yeah, like, I think so. I mean, and and I always say, like, if you were in our heads, sometimes you'd be like, oh, dear God, that's a lot of stuff going on. And sometimes we don't need more stuff. We just need to, um, yeah, it is a beautiful tornado. Yeah, and, and I will say, so I'm not going to be the, the, the guy on here saying that I have all the answers or that I do this perfectly every time. I'm a lot like Ken, like I need the playbook in my head. I need to be able to recognize, okay, this is what's happening. This is the cause and effect relationship. And I, I know that when this happens in the playbook, I'm supposed to do this. And right. like, he, he might be verbalizing it. And I've done that too. Um, it's just because we, we need that like logical step for us. Right. Sometimes of like, okay, this is what's happening. This is how I'm supposed to respond. Okay. Do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, Cause we want to, you know, and, and sometimes we need to like, tell ourselves like soldiers, okay, this is what needs to happen in this moment. I'm not saying that all men are that way. I'm just, I, I can relate to Ken in, in a lot of those ways. Cause I, there's, there's times where I slip into, especially when we, um, especially when there's stress or when it's a charged thing, I definitely fall into like problem solving things, right? I want to shrink yeah. and delete. And I want to say, okay, listen, this is what's happening. A equals B, B equals C. Here we go. You know? And, yeah. you know, because I'm like, I, I, I got 10 minutes here. Like, you know, and, and because I'm stressed and then, then I'm focusing on my needs rather than her needs. But right. I think that the beauty in this whole thing is, is, is recognizing the other person and appreciating the other person. I think that's where you, like, that's the one thing that I got from what you said is just, you're not going to be perfect, but the fact that you recognize what their nature is, is, is awesome. So like, if you had to, if you had to sum up or give a couple of, because my hope is that men are going to listen to this as well. And, the, the goal is eventually, not eventually, but the goal is to have couples really impacted by this because here's the reality during COVID, especially like Ken and I worked together from home forever for our whole business life, but many couples have not. And so a big part of the, the challenge is being cooped up in the house right now. And so I think this is a beautiful time to have these conversations with men and women, because once we're out of this, there's going to be some couples that are thinking that they need to divorce. There's going to, and that that's part of why I'm bringing guys on the show so that we can have a, like a much more open conversation about this stuff. So 
men can hear it and women can hear it in both because it's not it's not me and it's not you it has to be us both so what are like if you had to give a couple of little snippets of what you consider mature masculine energy traits so you know the safety thing for me is huge that was I and I did a, a quick podcast this morning on on just how I got here and my childhood was really um pretty volatile and so I I learned to be in my masculine at a really young age so safety is huge for me that would be the number one thing is if I feel safe and mm. I'm all yours but like what are some ways that you would think that you show up as mature masculine because I think a lot of people think it's like the guy telling the girl what to do and it's like yeah. the 50s and all that shit and that's why we swung way too far the other way but yeah give us some some of that knowledge totally yeah so I, w- I would like to give some contrast and, and maybe I can use some of my own examples um and uh, it the biggest difference for me the difference between an immature masculine and a mature masculine is the the immature masculine is trying to dominate and, and trying to overpower. And the mature masculine is trying to hold space and, and seek mm-hmm. to understand and realizes that he doesn't have to use force or dominance in order to be masculine, in order to be the man, right? Like, I want to feel like a king and, and I want to make my woman feel like a queen, right? And those definitions might be different for different couples. Um, but I can remember back to, you know, this old relationships in my life where I was trying to like show dominance because I thought that's what men were supposed to do. Like, I, I, you know, and I'm not talking about like physical dominance. I'm talking about like dominating the situation, like talking over, making her less and um, and shrinking, shrinking her input, if that makes sense, and not making her feel like she's appreciated. Like when she's talking, I'm like, no, no, no this is the solution and this is what's going to happen, right? Because I think men like grow up sometimes believing or or seeing or watching the movies that, you know, like being a man means dominating every situation. And it's it's just not the, it's just not the case. The the mature man knows how to, to be the alpha or be the man and, and step up, but stepping up, it can be a way of showing that you're caring. For sometimes for the woman, stepping up for her just means listening. That's mm-hmm. you stepping up for her. It's not controlling. And it's not like trying to take, heart, take the situation and make it what you want it to be. Um, uh, the, the best way I can give an example is, is this, right? Like, um, I, I remember growing up and, and hearing just, I don't even know where I heard it, but it was like, make the decision when, you're, when it's like you're taking the lady out to dinner. Right. Like you make the decision because women want you to take control. So I was like, all right, this is where we're going. And then, and it was like, I was so rigid on that rule where it was like, I was controlling where we would eat sometimes, not all the time, but I I caught myself like, oh, she wants me to step up as a man right now. I'm going to go choose where we're going to eat today. But really what they want is for you to be in tune with what they want. Mm. Right. So if she, if she said, two days ago that hmm, we haven't had Chinese food in a while. She wants you to remember that statement that she made <laughs> two days ago and then suggest Chinese that day and give her that option and, right. and let her know like, babe, you know, I was going to make the decision to go to Chinese today. And I heard two days ago that you, you said we hadn't had Chinese food in like weeks and I know you're craving that. And so I want to, I want to be able to take you to a place that, that you want to go. Does Chinese food still sound good to you. It's completely different than, Hey, I chose that we're going to Chinese food tonight. 
And it's also different than it's up to you, whatever you want. Right? Like that's that an important me. distinction. So, uh, oh, like, I, we, I learned this at Tony Robbins. Yeah. We don't want to hear ahead. you say it's up to you. And that like, so two things I want to say about that is that the way you positioned it is critical because if you just throw your hands up and go, whatever you want. So that to us says, you're not engaged. You're, we're not being seen or heard. You didn't hear me two days ago about the Chinese food. But then ladies, when they make the suggestion, shut up and go. Like, here's the thing. If we're, if we're asking them to show up for us in this way, but then we shit on them when they do, you're going to lose. And that's really, and that, that again is part of understanding when you're in your masculine and when you're in your feminine. When you're in your masculine, you're like, no, I don't want Chinese. I want this or button, you know, and you, and you go off in your feminine. You're like, Oh my God, this man is so beautiful to have paid attention to me. Even if maybe I don't fully feel like Chinese food right now, I'm going because it's a beautiful gift he's given me. And that, that is in your feminine, that is in your feminine core. When you are like, Holy shit, this guy is amazing. Instead of, well, maybe I want Mexican today, or maybe I want blah, blah, blah. Like, those that's how we have to surrender those are the moments when it's important to surrender because you've taken the thought and I know it's not easy for a guy like you're because you're you are you're very checklist oriented right you're like Chinese food two days ago she wants me to show up here we go how do I do this and here, and here it is so and the way to push a guy to never ever ladies hear me the way you push your man to not do those things is by complaining about the thing don't complain about the thing. If he put a dish away and it's in the wrong fucking cupboard, don't complain. He put the dish away. That's a beautiful thing. And it's the same with dinner. So I just wanted to jump in before we pass that part. So yeah. So the way, and the way you said and, it was beautiful. And I would love to give you feet, like just to, to tell you what that means to a guy to give the, to, to, so the ladies have like an, an, a masculine example of what that feels like. When, when she appreciates the fact that I stepped up, even if there's sometimes we know that we did it wrong, you know, but like the fact that she appreciates that, that we made the gesture and she notices it, like, I'm my, my shoulders are back, my chin's up. I'm feeling like the man, I want to take her that night. And I, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feels me like it makes me feel like I'm King Kong and, right. and guys want to feel like they're King Kong. Like, yep. And, and I think the key to what you said is like, if it's a loving and trusting relationship, if you may make it a loving and trusting relationship and she feels safe, she will surrender. But if she's guarded and she's had past trauma or all, you know, whatever it could be in the past, if, if, if she's that way, then it might throw those, like those, those curveballs in there. Right. So I think it's the, the word surrender. If, so many people might take, you know, I know you mentioned, yep. you touched on this earlier, but the word surrender, like ladies, I'm not, she's not talking. I know you mentioned it earlier, but just want to reiterate, like when, when we, when men say surrender, we're not trying to over dominate. If he's a mature masculine, you can trust that he's not going to take that power and abuse it. Right. Yep. And, and if men, if you're, if she's a mature feminine, she's not going to manipulate you either. Mm. Right. And so that's where the, the trust comes from. So anyways, I just wanted to touch there. No, I love that. And, it, and it's, it's interesting to, to or important to note the mature feminine, too, because it isn't about manipulation. It isn't about um, it, like we're not having tantrums. 
is kind of what I, when I think about immature feminine, it's like little tantrums. And I think when you get to this point of understanding your femininity and, and your, your energy in that way, it's, you're just receiving him in every way. Like that women are, our bodies are designed to receive, our hearts are designed to receive. And so when, when you're in your mature feminine and he does, has, does a gesture like that, it's the, the beautiful thing is to receive it in the spirit in which it's meant to. And it's because, and I think, and I always talk about this, like when we talk about alpha and beta and all those things, it's like, I'm 44 and I, so I don't have direct knowledge, but I'm closer to this generation than you are of where it was like the man came home and there was a time when women didn't need to work. We could stay home and we could raise the children and take, and we loved those things. Those things are beautiful. Those are beautiful gifts that we're giving our children, our home, our husbands. And at some point along the way, I think part of it is the, a lot of the immature masculine men were abusing that. And then women were like, well, fuck this. I'm not taking this shit anymore. I want to do da, 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 da. And so we went way too far. And so like Tony said, I, I remember he said, like, if you make him think he's not needed, he's going to be like, why the fuck am I here then? Like, what is the purpose mm-hmm. of my being here? And if we're not receiving the, the, the gestures that you're throwing down, eventually you're like, well, what's the point then? And that's when infidelity happens. That's when divorce happens. That's when all the things that we don't want to happen, happen. So thank you for that beautiful um, you know, story. And, and those are, I've had distinctions, like even as we're talking, which I, I love that. That's, that's what my favorite part about this podcast is that I'm having distinctions too. It's amazing. So how do you feel that we'll, we'll kind of flip this to business a little bit since you do, I know you do a lot of talks around um, like business owners, all that sort of thing. And if, I think that it seems like there's a lot of female business owners in your zone or in your, your world that you're talking to and you're doing your presentations. How do you feel when feel business women show up when it comes to feminine and masculine energy? Like I know for me personally, I named it. She's the owner because Often when I would do trade shows, guys would go up to the guys that were working my booth thinking they own the company and they'd go, no, she's mm. the owner. And so I had to show up and I continue to have to show up in my masculine um, energy to get shit done. It's the hunter mode. Jasmine Jonte and I had a really amazing chat um, last year. And same thing, like I have to be in that zone, but then I have to be able to flip it. So when you're working with these women, do you, now that you've gone through the date with Destiny, any, at least that, um, do you have any like can you see it now when a woman's like uh, as a business yeah so get, hit me tell me because to- i know it's totally so yeah you know the 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 not the curse but like the there, there's a great thing that we've been able to experience it's like now we can see it but sometimes you can see it and like be, because of the nature of, of how you're communicating you don't have that kind of relationship where you can offer him or her feedback on on whatever right. you, you have to kind of just watch it play out and, and it's not your place to, to, to say what's happening or not, but you can totally see when a woman has, has, has taken on more of a masculine role or when she's taken on more of a feminine role. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, like a, a woman in business who is feminine, there is nothing more attractive. And I'm not talking about a, a sexual attraction attraction. I'm just talking about like, wow, this is a new way of doing things that isn't, let's just say quote unquote, what would be the stereotypical norm, right? But I, I think it's it, it's no fault of ladies. It's like 
what are they supposed to do since the eighties, right? Like the eighties was that, like that, that masculine dominating business type thing, where it's like, go get SHIT done, right. And go make things happen. And, 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 you know, I can see why women would have to feel like they have to, to go into that role to just to compete. So it's, I don't, I don't blame them. I blame the, 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 the culture, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but I can see when, when women have, 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 have taken on that masculine role and, I can see some women who have done a really, really good job of having that go-getter. And then all of a sudden they'll hit me with something feminine. I'm like, Whoa, where did that come from? And then I'm like, I'm like, wow, like, like I appreciated that Mm -hmm. because if you look at most organizations, there are a lot of women in organizations and when their voices heard or feminine, I should say that a lot of feminine voices are heard um, that that's needed in the marketplace. And so if a business can have both perspectives, my God, they have an advantage. Mm-hmm. They have an advantage because the, this world is for half and half women and men. Actually, there's, there's more women on planet Earth than there are men. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then, then you can appeal to what it is that are the true desires of these, those, those people. So I'm not sure if I answered your question there. Um, yeah. But I definitely notice it across the table. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you just appreciate from them for where they're at and their model of the world for right now. And if we get a good enough, deep enough relationship with that business owner, then I might mention a few things, but, but early on in the relationship, like when I, when we're just meeting and greeting and for the first time, you know, you just appreciate their model of the world and you can understand why it's Mm -hmm. ended up the way it ends up. Yeah. Um, when with, so my, my other company, the content company, when all the coronavirus stuff started happening and I admittedly, my passion is this. And so I'm definitely more focused on this side of things. The content company runs without me, but, um, there's a, there's become this transition from just being all about getting things done to now. And I think I probably have this happened when I'm just naturally anyway, but I'm just more aware of it now. But when you're talking about having both, it, I can tell you when I sent a video out to all the clients and I, and it was hundred percent of my feminine, I was so in my heart. And I said to them, listen, I don't, I just want to make sure you guys are okay because we're digital marketers and there's a lot of pressure and blah, blah, blah. But I can tell you that the response, like the men in particular would send emails back saying, I really appreciated that message. And I thought, yeah, because I'm in my heart. And I think, so, so ladies don't get it twisted. And I think the reason, part of the reason why we feel like we need to be in our masculine is because admittedly there's been situations I've been in where men take advantage of you and yep. whether that's physically, and that's happened to me two or three times in networking events where a man will physically do something to me. And I'm like, like, would, would you do that to a man? No, but if I'm not showing up with my chest out, my, you know, and my kind of like keep back away from me sort of energy, then sometimes my feminine energy will invite and they're, they're an immature masculine. So they don't know what the heck they're doing, but so I understand like, and it is part of why for me personally, why I I used to show up in that way. And I can read the room now a lot better. I think since, since going through date with destiny, honestly, but when you're in your core doing business and messaging and everything, I think you're right. Like, that's the winning combination because everybody just wants to feel like we're okay, especially right now, you know? And if you, if, and I always say masculine is in your head and feminine is your heart and take the elevator from your head down to your heart. And I say this to men too, and that'll lead me to my next question, but there's no, it's not man or woman at all. 
This is, we both have both energies. But when you're in your heart, like, you know, Chuck, one of our crew, um, Hogan, Chuck, he's the most, he like, that guy is so next level. But I asked him a question about doing Dickens, the Dickens process at UPW. And I said, I don't know if I want to support. I was crewing. I don't know if I want to support if I want to experience it again. And he grabbed my hand. He puts it on my heart. And he goes, that knows. And I was like, and then he just walked away. And I was like, oh. And it did. My heart knew instantly what I wanted to do. And I think that's critical. So as a man who is obviously a mature masculine guy, how do you honor your feminine energy? How do you get into your heart when it's necessary? Do you have something you can share with the guys listening on? Because they're going to think, oh, it's, you know, there's a lot of conditioning around what it means. Can you tell us what it means for you and how you get into your feminine when it's needed? Totally. And I'd like to start with that conditioning, right? Like, I, I grew up and I played sports my whole life, football, basketball, baseball, and then I wrestled in, in high school. So like everything about what I did was competitive and dominance and winning and competitive and dominance and winning. And um, there, there came a time in my life where it wasn't like about competitive dominance. After UPW, to be honest with you, after Unleash the Power Then, it didn't become about competitive dominance and winning all the time. It was like, how can we all win? We're all in this together. Yeah. And so that, that opened me up to uh, um, my feminine just a bit. And quite honestly, just being in this Tony Robbins role, um, before I even went to Date With Destiny, you know, going to speak to different organizations after five, 600 speeches at this point, um, it just naturally happens. It, like, it literally mm. naturally happens. And um, it just, it, I think it's so beautiful what you said. And even me using the word beautiful, I would have never used the word beautiful three and a half years ago. Right. But using the word wow. beautiful, I'm not afraid to use that as a man now because I'm like, there are, there's beautiful, there's beauty in the world. And I do like flowers. They do smell good. And <laughs> I will wear, I love sometimes. it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like, I'm not going to try and pretend like that's not part of this world and that those, and, and, and what happens is, is when you dip into that feminine every now and then, it helps give you a perspective. It helps give you, that perspective on where, you know, the feminine energy is coming from and, and being around Tony Robbins and I think 12 UPWs at this point, what I've noticed is that when, when the room connects with Tony the most is when he does go into his feminine mm-hmm. just a bit and he opens his heart. Right. And, and sure. there's a masculine way to open your heart. And then there's a, there's a feminine way to open up your heart. And when he gets sensitive or when you watch, um, I am not your guru, the documentary on Tony Robbins. And he goes backstage and he's crying and he's all emotional. Like everyone who's watched that, everyone who's watched that documentary tells me that was the best part. And that wasn't him being powerful man on stage with his chest out trying to dominate. That was him stepping into uh, his feminine just a bit. And that, that, that draw and that, that, that's that mutual connection. It's like where the lines blur and you start to go into your feminine or masculine, that's when you start to find these commonalities in you. And it's not as polarizing. You can connect on a whole new level. Um, so ways that I remind myself, honestly, in, in speech, you, you probably even saw me a few times on this. I tap my heart a lot. I literally, yeah. it's, just a, it's just a natural trigger. I tap my heart a lot. And, and the reason I do that, I don't even notice I do it anymore. But, but, it, but it, it's a reminder that I have, I have a nature to... to to um to project and 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 just want to dominate sometimes like it's just in my nature i like being competitive and this just helps me to be neutral like it helps me dip into that 
And I'll be honest with you, part of what my role is at Tony Robbins is selling, right? I'm influencing right. people to go to a Tony Robbins event. Most sales happen after you've, you've tapped into your feminine nature a little bit and, you, and you've showed some emotions. And when you can do that in a room who is going to be filled with men and women, it helps connect on a whole new level. So those physical triggers that I have for myself is just tapping my heart and it allows me to be sensitive from time to time. And I'm not worried about the judgment from another, another masculine human being. Mm. And I'm not worried about the judgment from a feminine human being. I'm just, I'm just being. I'm just being who I, I'm being in the moment. And I'm okay with having those emotions and showing them from time to time. So I hope that helps. Yeah, that was amazing. And I think um, when you talk about Tony, like a lot of, you know, people who've never gone to an event, you know, some people have preconceived notions about him and, um, you know, he's he's in it for the money and all that crap. And it's like, if you've witnessed him go into his feminine, like there's a clip right now in his stories um, with that, with Jen Ferris. Do you remember the blind girl from Canada? She's actually lives in uh, Toronto. I know. And, uh, I just watched. I'll it again tell you yesterday. about a feminine. I'll tell you about a feminine moment with her at Date with Destiny. If you let me here in a second, but keep going, please. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like, when he, when I feel most connected with him as a person, is when he is like that. When he's dipped down, like he's, you know, guys, just to give, watch it. It's on his stories right now. So I'll, um, I'll maybe I'll try to repost it at, at some point. But he's, you know, he's six, what six seven, and she's like five two like teeny tiny cutest thing you've ever seen so there's a giant and she's blind so she doesn't have really you know she's not the her concept of height is different than ours watching it and it's like he's two of her and he's standing there and all you see is his chest and her head because that's the that's the height difference and all you hear is him doing this and rubbing his nose and rubbing his eyes like he's bawling like a baby and it's so authentic and so beautiful and so it feels safe, I find. So when you're talking about, when you use the word beautiful, I instantly relax. And, and that's, I really want women and, and men to understand that when, when a guy uses that type of language or they're in their heart, you don't think they're wimpy. You don't think, oh, he's like a chick. You think, oh my God, this guy is a strong man and I like it. Like that is where we go as women. And so when Tony does it, Brian, when you did it, it's like you just, as a woman, you just kind of like you melt because you feel that safety again, because whether it's subconscious or conscious, that man, he has an ability to show up in his feminine energy. That is beautiful because he's secure and he's confident. And, and as you said, you're not worrying about judgment from men or women or whoever you're just being that I think is the true signal and true measure of a mature masculine man. And it's work, right? Like you didn't wake up like this. You have to work at it. And I think um, that's one of the biggest misconceptions too, is that you're just like this. I know Brian kick. He, you, didn't you guys eat fire yesterday? Or, I mean, I know. Chris did. <laughs> it, 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 was, My girl. Um, it wasn't yesterday, but we, no? we did. Okay. Yeah. We had a, we had, we had a peak performance retreat at my place in Miami and oh, okay. um, we, we walked over, we, we went, so check this out. This is what we did as Tony Robbins people. Okay. There's, there are six national speakers for Tony Robbins. One of them, we only have one female on our team and she's absolutely a rock star. And, um, she's coming on the show we, on we went, Tuesday, so. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to, she's going to, she, she'll bring her feminine energy. Right. So I'm, I'm here and I'm, you know, a little bit more relaxed. She's going to be like, <laughs> she's going to be bouncing off the walls. So she's, 
you, you, you all will enjoy her when she does come on. And it, it's a beautiful thing. We, um, there's, some, there's some things going on in the Tony Robbins world uh, that you might see soon where me and her are going to be teaching a few programs. And she's going to be a yin and a yang because the company mm. wanted the, you know, the, they wanted the masculine and feminine. So we're actually going to be teaching some things together. But the, the Tony Robbins crew came down to Miami. Here's what we did. We went skydiving. Oh, then we then we workshopped on how to create breakthroughs for people from like 12 in the afternoon all the way until 1 or 2 a.m. True Tony Robbins style. And then we walked over glass and then we ate fire like that. That was our day. Right. And we, we did it about 16, 18 hours later. Um, I would like to touch on that one blind woman thing for a second. Yeah, because I had a massive breakthrough there. At Bit with Destiny, um, I didn't tell anyone in my group that I worked with Tony Robbins because I didn't want to have that filter for people, um, except for the people that we know, right? Like the people who already knew. Um, but I didn't want people to to come for me to come to me with answers. I also wanted to be vulnerable during mm. the the event, and I didn't want to have to project with my Tony Robbins like I can help you, you know. Right. Um, the last day. Yeah, just to give you the, the 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 blind lady, she she stood up and Tony connected with her and she told her whole story about how she wasn't wanted as a child and she was adopted and, and it was this beautiful story. And like for most of the event, I had been pretty good emotionally. Like I hadn't really gone really high or really low yet. And I just like I haven't erupted like that in a really really long time. Like I I like literally like <laughs> like I was shaking like it was like pouring out I had tears coming down my face and then I like the 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 lady that was sitting next to me she's like rubbing my back like taking care of me and for a moment right for a moment I was like oh this isn't masculine you know I was like this I I don't want to be the the weak one here who's breaking down crying and then then I went from like that to I'm like Brian you're at David Destiny you just learned about masculine feminine energy (laughs) just like receive right now and I like let her take care of me. And it was just um, so so that that was the moment. And then what she told me after she's like, you know, we talked about it after, like, what just happened there? And I was like, you know, I'm going to be honest, with you, I, I resisted it for a minute. Like, I, I didn't want to show that. And then she was like, the fact that you did show that made me feel so much safer. Um, and then I started crying and I started erupting and I just wanted to be there for you. And. that was like that like put the like the stamp on everything that we learned that weekend in terms of masculine feminine energy and Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you I don't feel comfortable all the time being in that it's not my nature but I'm not afraid to go there when I feel it right you know and 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 and, you know I don't think that there's these like a man has to be masculine all the time or woman has to be feminine all the time and and there might be some women who are more masculine by nature and some men who are more feminine by nature I don't think you have to be one or the other. I think there's an ebb and flow. I think there's a, there's, there's a spot where you probably are the majority of the time. Right. And it's okay to dip because it shows that like we all are common. It shows that like common ground. So anyways, I I thought I'd tell that story because we were talking about, you know, me using the word beautiful and stuff like that was a moment that solidified those two things for me. That's, I love that. And, and the, the way that, like you your releasing released her is incredible like that's a beautiful beautiful um distinction and moment um 
so what, what I, we're, I'm going to wrap it up soon. I could talk to you for six hours. It would be uh, amazing. But the last thing that I want to bring up is the freedom thing exercise that we did. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you our perspective, and I'm going to say it for the collective female outside of one or two women. One woman was freaked out, but most of us. So guys, really quickly, when we were at Date With Destiny, we did this exercise where the women danced for the guys. And then the guys did an exercise and I'll let Brian explain the guy part of it after, but like we, I have never understood viscerally what it meant to be in my feminine until then. I understood it intellectually and I could sort of feel it in my heart. I'd already started this podcast. So I was already getting to be a bit more familiar with it, but it wasn't until that moment where I really got it. And so what we did, what Tony had us do, he said, okay, ladies, stand up. The lights were still kind of on. He played three songs and he said, I just want you to get in the aisles and dance and do whatever feels right for your body. So first song was Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I did a massive eye roll because I'm a baby from the 80s. I've heard that song a thousand times. I was like, oh, I don't want to dance, but I moved my body, whatever. The second song was Rihanna and Britney Spears doing S&M. And then the third one was Sarah Richard or Brighton doing um, uh, You Take My Breath Away. So when we were dancing, the first bit, I was a bit like still in my masculine. And then I was a little less in my masculine. And then by the third song, I was fully in my feminine. And Tony had the men respond to us with like, they would say, they would cheer or they would do it. And I can tell you, Brian, that was the most sexually, like it wasn't sexual, but it was like an erotic moment of my life without being touched. And it wasn't, because I was receiving anything from the guy, it was because I was fully owning my body. And that was like a very sensual experience. But it was the first time in my life where I was like, I can recall that I have it on a playlist, I can instantly get back there. And I talk about dance to ladies all the time. That is the fastest way to get into your feminine energy is to throw on music loud and dance. But what was your experience watching us when we were doing that? Because I know how we felt and the guys around my group was like, Oh, my God, you guys are so incredible. Da, 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 da. What was your experience of us getting in our feminine in that moment? Yeah, yeah. My my first. So I like to preface this by like when when it's sometimes when we talk in like Tony language, it's like when you said we dance for the guys like that kid. Like, yeah, I know. From an outsider's world, for, for like, an what? outsider like that that doesn't mean what you think it means. Okay, so what's it like? Uh, no, it wasn't like the women were dancing for the guys and the guys were just like enjoying the show. It wasn't like it wasn't that. It was it was. <laughs> It was, it was, we were like dancing this, for this, ourselves, this, really. Yeah, like, totally. Really, that's, that's what it difference. was. Yeah. That's yeah. the difference right there. You guys so just happened to be there. Said, yeah. So, exactly what you're saying right there was the switch that turned on for me. When a mature uh, feminine is in her mature feminine, she's not doing it for anyone else but herself. And that's what switched yep. for me. So I was watching um, all the ladies and all the feminine energies that stood up. So there were some men, I think, and um, they, they stood up and they started dancing into my head. I was like intellectualizing it. I was like, okay, they're dancing, got it. And they're going through the motion. And you can kind of see that it was, there was this like this awkwardness for some people too. They were still very guarded yep. and, and the way that they were dancing and moving their body was like more rigid dance moves and more like, you can tell they were like intellectualizing the movements and like thinking through them. 
And then yep. you realize after a while, and I think that's what you described for yourself. After a while, you got out of like, who's watching me and why am I doing this to, I mean, I can't say what's in everyone's head, but that you, you, you know, just like a, just a more natural movement. Yep. And when I watched that, I realized for myself, uh, looking at that, like look looking at all the feminine energy, moving their bodies and just feeling in the moment, I realized that there is a depth that I may never naturally feel in, in where I'm at. And that's what draws me to, to her so much is the fact that she can be there and move her body and feel in the mm. moment. And it's not a jealousy, but it's almost like a, like, just like an appreciation for the, for, for, for what she's able to, how deep she's able to go and how high she's able to go in all the different directions and how she can literally move her body and feel the, her body. A guy or masculine, I should say, sorry about that. Uh, masculine, it's like, I don't, I, I don't feel this. Like I, it just is right. When I move my body, I'm just, I'm moving my body. It feels good, but I don't feel my body and okay. I don't feel those emotions. So, so seeing that depth was like, Oh, I get it. Like I get what this means. Like there's that I may, I can understand it, but I may never experience it to that depth. And that's what made me appreciate what was happening. So I got this mag, it was like a mag, it was like a magnetic feeling I'm just like, I can sit here and just appreciate this all day. And right. not in like a, like, not in a, like a, it, for me, it wasn't like a sexual thing. It was just no. like, um, it was more of like, I just, I was drawn to it. Like I was right. drawn to the, to the, to the naturalness of it um, for me. Um, so th that was, a, that was a beautiful experience. And then what came next, honestly, just like got me going. So I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I got us going to her like, oh, yeah. hello. But I just yeah. want to say too, like ladies, and this is more, almost more for myself than it is for everybody else, but hopefully you'll get something from it. But when you're, when you just said the thing about you're dancing and it's like, we're doing like this, cause I'm always like, why can't he dance with me? Like, why doesn't he feel what I feel when I move my body? And it's like, he's going to love this episode because you've completely validated all of him in an hour, which is beautiful but it's true like we think you're supposed to be like us and you think in some cases we're supposed to be like you and it's just not the way it is and I think honoring you know if your guy's dancing with you again and this is for myself just as much as anyone else honor the fact that he's trying don't make it so he has to move the same that you the way you know all that stuff but so tell us about your exercise I told him about our the ladies exercise tell us about your exercise because that was powerful yeah. And I want to add something to just that dancing piece. Like sometimes when we, when we dance with the feminine, um, we're doing it because we know that it makes you feel so good. And that makes us feel a lot more like masculine. Like I stepped right. up for her and she wanted to dance right now and whatever she's feeling, however this excites her and, and gets her going. Like, I just want to do it for her. And it doesn't mean like we don't feel good dancing. Yeah, like dancing feels right. good. I but think not, you don't like feel a, how a we deeper, feel. Yeah, that you absorb it so much. Uh, so, uh, there's just more to it, it feels like for me. I can't, I can't say for sure, but that's what it feels like to me. Uh, and then for us, so after uh, the, the ladies got up and were in their feminine or the men too, and they, they, danced, they danced and they got in their essence, um, Tony shows this, this scene from Braveheart. And every, I think every masculine human, human being on planet Earth, masculine or feminine, you've seen Braveheart. And there's this scene in, in, in the movie where 
they're about to retreat. And then all of a sudden the rally cries come out and he, and he gives a speech and all of the men turn to, to, to back into battle. And they all, it seems like they all have this like one heartbeat, so to say. And they rise to the occasion and they say, I, you know, and then he yells out freedom, right? And, and in the movie, like they all yell out freedom. And, and when I see that movie before I, I went to date with destiny, when I see that movie, it's like, I remember as a kid watching Braveheart and then going on the playground and screaming freedom because it just like mm-hmm. felt good when I was, a, when I was a young boy, after watching all the, all the dancing that happened right before that, it made me want to step up to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. It made me want to like rise to the occasion. And it, it made me want, like, it was so drawing. I just wanted to be a man. Like, I just wanted to be masculine. I just wanted to step up in every way possible. And then when Tony shows that video on the screen, he, he, he shows that video of, of all the soldiers yelling freedom. And then Tony gets on stage, the lights are blacked out. And then Tony with, with no direction, and this is what was crazy. He didn't give the crowd any direction whatsoever. Mm-hmm. He's out on stage and he just yells freedom. And every masculine human being in that room stood up on their feet and screamed it at the top of their lungs back over and over and over <laughs> again with no direction, with not being told what to do, not being asked to do something. They just did it because they felt compelled to step up and do it. And I think that was one of the biggest lessons is like, you know, when she or, or he, for me, I, I, I am into women. So when she's in her feminine and she doesn't have to tell me to do anything, but when she's being her full self, it makes me want to do things for her. And that was a huge lesson for me after the fact, like when I, when I went back and like I dissected what happened, mm-hmm. I, I realized why I wanted to step up. Because I was like, I want to protect right now. I want to serve. I want to make her feel safe. And I will step up and, 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 and reclaim my freedom and, and, and take care of her in that moment. Yeah, so, it um, was. I, I, yeah, it was, it was. I will say, like, from where we were sitting, it was the safest I've ever felt in my life. Wow. Ever. And I, and I knew a handful of the guys around me. It wasn't that I knew them. I just felt, and then I talked to other women and it was very, it was really sexy too, to be honest. Like that was part of it was that, and like when we, you know, we talk about, I mean, this whole other podcast we can do on this, but the polarity and the sexual polarity between people is that if a woman's in her feminine and a man's in his mature masculine, the sexual polarity and chemistry happens in that moment. It's not going to happen if you're both in your masculine or both in your feminine. And so when the men, and and I tell when I tell that story, I always say that there was no direction, and that's the beautiful thing about it. That was the part that was that I found the most interesting is that he all he did was say freedom, and you all at the same time rose up and did the same thing. And I was and it, every time it every time you guys continued to say it, it was this feeling of absolute safety, total full safety, and mm. that to me is like I can that's an anchor for me now. I can. I know what I want and I know what, who I need to be to get what I want in that way. If I'm in my feminine, the man will stand up in that way and step up in that way. But think, I mean, yeah, it was extraordinary experience. The, the events are always awesome, but date with destiny, everyone said, Oh, it's going to be your favorite. And I was like, man, I love UPW, but no date with destiny is my favorite. 
Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and, is- and and I, can can I just say something that I, that I felt in that moment too? I I didn't I didn't step up because I felt like I was being told to or controlled to. I I I had the freedom to choose to stand mm-hmm. up on my own, and I think that is a that that's a massive lesson too. It just in and itself is that that when 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 a feminine is being her natural self the man's going to want to the the, the masculine is going to want to step up and, and just yep. thinking from my own relationship here like when she's being herself i'm like i want to be i want to be everything i possibly can i want to i want to put that damn dish in the right spot i want to <laughs> take out the damn trash i want to like i want to lift mountain you know right um cuz i feel like it makes me feel like king kong like to be honest right. with you yep yeah it's a beautiful thing well, my dear, thank you so much for all of that. That was incredible. And I, I know everyone's going to get a lot out of it. And um, hopefully I'll see you in Chicago because I'm, damn it, I'm going to be there. If we're allowed to be there, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be there. Um, yes. But yes, thank you so much for coming on. And um, it, where can people find you if they want to they come to an event? Yeah, well, I just I want to thank you so much for for having me on. I appreciate you for creating this this space um, for us to to jump on this call. So um, it's incredible what you're doing, being able to share thank this. Is, is quite honestly, this these kind of conversations that don't always happen all the time, right? And and where right. you can be authentic. So um, if people want to interact with me, um, I my main gig is working with Tony Robbins. So if you find me on Instagram, it's just at Brian Mayral at B R I A N. M-A-Y-O-R-A-L. If you shoot me a DM and, and tell me that you heard me on this podcast, I'll send you some free Tony Robbins content. Amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All righty. Well, that's it for us. And uh, I will see you hopefully in the summer, right? And um, yeah, keep safe. Oh, one more thing. I want to yes. surprise and delight. Um, if, if any of you on this call have a team or a group, mm. um, Tony's allowing us to do webinars for you for free. So I'd be happy to jump on a webinar and we can do a Tony Robbins awesome. webinar. Any, any groups um, larger than 25, you can shoot me a DM on, on Instagram and I'm happy to serve you at the highest level. Awesome. I, I will make sure that we make that known as well. Cool. All right. Thank you so much. I'm going to hop on another podcast. Love you, love you, love you. And I will see you soon. Bye. Awesome. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. You too. Hi.